Welcome to the Practice X Factor, the podcast to help provide you with tools, ideas, and real-world insight to grow your practice 2x, 5x, or even 10x. All right, well, welcome to the podcast today. Uh, We have a very special guest on here, Dr. Jason Campbell. Uh, He's a dentist, and he's the CEO of Supply Pattern, and uh, he's here talking to us today about dental supplies and medical supplies and how we can save all those things. So how's it going today, Dr. Campbell? Great, Dr. Williams. Thanks for having me on. I'm glad I could be on your podcast. Absolutely. Great to have you. Well, tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and, and what you do and how you got to where you are today. Great. So I went to dental school in West Virginia, and when I got out, we moved to Georgia, and I opened my first practice from scratch about a year after I got out of dental school. I worked as an associate for a year, opened a practice. We did really well, worked really hard, and so I bought a practice also. In that second practice, I learned a lot what not to do. They had 20 employees when I bought it, and at the end of the year, only two of the 20 were left. So we lost 18 employees. We had to fire quite a few and fix a lot of problems. I learned what to look for when you're buying a practice. And then I opened a third location from scratch, and we did really well. My brother went to dental school and came out and worked with me, and his wife's also a dentist, and everything was going great. We ended up selling the practices and moving back to Utah where I grew up, opened another practice from scratch. We were doing really well. I know what it's like to open a practice and to have a staff and all the pressures of being a good dentist. And uh, about two years in, not quite two years, I went on a run and I got double vision. It was the weirdest thing. And I'd had neck pain for a few months and just thought it was from being a dentist. And when I got the double vision, I called my wife and said, we got to go to the emergency room. Something's not right. And we went in, and they did a scan and came back and said, you've got cancer. You've got a big tumor near your brain. It's actually nasopharyngeal carcinoma. Not a fun thing to find out. At the time, they thought it was a type of cancer called a chordoma, so we went to Pittsburgh because they're the best surgeons in the world for that, and they did a transnasal surgery, went through my nose, back to my skull base. This tumor was really close to my brain stem. And they removed 80% of it, biopsied it, and said it's actually uh, squamous cell carcinoma nasopharyngeal. So we came back to Utah and did chemo and radiation. And my vision improved. It's not perfect still. On the edges, I still get double vision once in a while. Very grateful for that. It's been a real blessing. We were blessed to find really good doctors. And then, but the treatment did damage my fingertips. My fingers are numb. So my insurance and I talked, and we decided it's best if I not practice. Gotcha. So I had to change careers and figure out what I was going to do. Luckily, I did have really good disability insurance through the ADA, Great West. I highly recommend them, so I get a monthly check, and it's not taxable because I paid for the premiums with after-tax dollars. So we get that. I wish I'd increased it. (laughs) Sure, yeah, Um, right. Yeah, I get about seventy eight hundred a month tax free. I could have increased it to fifteen thousand a month, but I just didn't do it. Just didn't ever do it. But so then I found I worked for a couple of DSOs and helped them improve their practices working with their doctors and then my son plays on a soccer team 
and I was talking to a dad of one of the other players, and, and he told me about Supply Pattern, this new company they'd started. And uh, so that's how I became interested. He offered me a job to come in. I was just going to be a consultant, but then they asked me to be the CEO. So I've enjoyed that. Very cool. Well, I can only imagine what, you know, finding out what cancer is like. I've thought a lot as we've gone through this COVID crisis that we're fortunately in, in Utah where I practice is, uh, you know, we've been back up and running really almost full speed for about two weeks now. Our governor lifted the restrictions at one of the first states because we had far fewer cases than expected here, which is great. But, you know, as we were going through that, I, I kind of thought, man, everything we've spent years going to school and building our practices for, it can all be taken away in a day from something like a virus. So I can only imagine yeah. what, uh, you know, having double vision when you go running and all of a sudden you can't see as well as you could. And then you're scared that, you know, what you can do and with your family and practice and all those other things. Yeah. There's a couple important things I'd recommend. Make sure you get good disability insurance and that it's true on occupation. So I can work other jobs, but I still get the payments because I can't practice as a dentist. So that's mm -hmm. important. I'm a big believer in paying off debt as soon as you can. Luckily, we didn't have a lot of debt, and now we have no debt, which is great. And so those two things, and then having in your practice and in your personal finances, having a six-month fund, emergency fund, just in case something like this happens. And we luckily had that. So we were able to, to, you know, pay our expenses and keep rolling. So I think doing those things, and in a practice, you really want to be lean and mean, more so now. These guys coming out of coronavirus and they've got to get their practices up and running. You know, a $600,000 practice with 50% overhead makes just as much as a million-dollar practice that has 70% overhead. Mm -hmm. So you want to keep your overhead under control. And one of the best ways to do that is through dental supplies. Looking back, I had no idea how much I was spending on supplies. My ordering assistants took care of it. The dental reps came in, and, you know, I thought they were good guys, and I thought I was getting great pricing. And then I found out about this class action lawsuit, this antitrust lawsuit against um, Shine, Patterson, and Benco, where they were accused of price fixing, and they were doing it nationwide and they were fixing their gross margins, and that's, you know, that's illegal. And Patterson, Shine, and Benko have offered an $80 million settlement. I don't know, Dr. Williams, did we talk about this? Did you get in on that? Yeah, we did touch briefly, and I've seen some things come around through, I think, some of the journals or maybe even some mail I've gotten about that. So tell us a little bit about that lawsuit and what that was all about. So, yeah, you've got to notice if you were a client of any of those companies and then you were supposed to respond and I don't know what the deadline was, and then they sent you a list of how much you, they said you had spent in dental supplies. I had spent a lot more than the list they sent me, so I just sent in invoices showing how much. And I called the settlement folks today, and they said that it looks like by the end of this month, checks should be going out, and they said to call them if they weren't. So you, if you get on, got in on it, you can call and, and get your case number and find out when you should be getting a check. So that's really cool, but it also shines a light on kind of a problem on our industry. Some dentists, you know, really like a dental rep to come into their office and schmooze and bring in donuts and talk to their staff. And, you know, you'd hear your rep come in and talk about all the cruises they're going on and the trips and 
and you're thinking, man, I can't even afford to do some of the stuff these guys are doing, but some dentists like that. And now, you know, we know that there's a much bigger profit margin there. They've got a lot more overhead to pay all those reps. And I'm the type, I just want the best price on supplies. I know what I want. I didn't need a rep to come in and, and show me different options and everything. I just want a fair price on the supplies. I don't know, Dr. Williams, how are you on that? Yeah, I agree. You know, we, uh, about seven or eight years ago, we kind of, you know, adapted a philosophy in my office that, you know, we don't take appointments for reps really of any kind, or we don't take walk-ins, you know, all by appointment because, you know, the rep yeah. walks in and says, Hey, you know, you got to check out this new composite or this new scanner. And, you know, they're like, just give me five or 10 minutes. And that ends up being, you know, five or 10 minutes means times it by 15. So it's always an hour. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's the kind of like philosophy I have too of, you know, a lot of the trade shows can be really fun, but you know, when you walk into a trade show, really you're, you're kind of getting sold and it's better to have a growth strategy in your practice of what you need and want and then go find the people who can help you get there rather than being on the other end of it, which is kind of just fine whatever comes your way. So I agree. I like being, you know, lean, mean and efficient with practice supplies. And I think you guys have a great concept for listeners who haven't heard of supply pattern. It used to be called my dental rep, you know, and in all transparency, I'm a customer of my dental rep. So, you know, there's no financial incentive for us to have this discussion, but I am a customer happily because my dental rep now supply pattern does some cool things and you can elaborate a little bit more, but uh, essentially, you know, you guys go out and find the best prices for us and order for us and, and have the order fulfilled and, and sent to us and you'll go out and get it, whether it's, you know, you might get cabicide from Shine and you might get composite from Patterson. You might get, you know, uh, gloves from a mom and pop dental place, whatever works out the best in your algorithm. And you guys order that for us. And that's a pretty good way to have someone essentially shopping for us. So maybe you can elaborate a little more on the service that you guys do and cover the things I didn't. Yeah. And thanks for being a customer. I hope you're loving our product. The uh... Yeah. I mean, we, I think it's been maybe, I want to say 12 or 18 months or so, at least since we've been with you guys, and it's been working out well. Have you noticed, have you looked at your numbers? Are you one of those guys that looks at your numbers every month? Do you know what percent you're spending on supplies and how much it's dropped? Yeah, we do, we do look at our supply uh, numbers. You know, we pay a lot of attention to the numbers because, you know, I found in anything, you know, whether it's diet or growing a practice, if you track the numbers, that yeah. automatically makes things improve. So, yes, we do track it. Yes, we have noticed not only just with savings, but also just with the time we save, it's a lot easier to place one call or go to one website than it is to go to 30 websites, you know, and especially with as fast as things change, I think it can really confuse assistants or whoever's ordering to try to have to have logins for 50 different vendors and try to remember who we order what from. It's really convenient in itself is valuable to have someone like you guys doing that. Yeah. I didn't know there's like 400 supply companies and manufacturers that are approved by the wow. ADA and recommended. And yeah, you could sit down and you could search across the internet and spend all that time, but they're constantly changing their prices. So what our software does 
is it searches across and finds the best price on the item you want. Your ordering assistant places the order, it does it automatically, and then you get the best deal, including shipping and including our cost, which is rolled into it. So it works out, and it's a great way to save on supplies. Most of our docks are saving between as much as 40% on a lot of solo docks, depending on how much their rep was upcharging them, at least 20%. That's the lowest I've seen so far. And we can actually run, you know, if you send in your invoices, we can run a comparison and show you how much you would have saved if you had been using our products. So oh, it's, cool. it's a pretty cool way to go. One of our clients I call Dr. Craig in Colorado. He's been with us for quite a while. He's got a big practice. He's doing like $2 million a year. And I said, I asked him the same thing. I said, what percent do you spend on dental supplies? What do you think of our product first? He said, I love it. It's great. I said, you know, how much have you saved? And he said, well, I know that we were spending over 6% of our gross revenue on dental supplies before, and now we're spending 4.5%. And cool. to him, that he knew exactly how much. He said, I've, I've saved $33,000 this last year in wow. dental supplies. And he said the same thing. He said it was easier. My assistant can do the ordering in one place. You don't have to order from all these different manufacturers. It's just one-stop shopping. Software does the work. We've got a team, a customer care team to help, like your first order or your first few orders, they'll help the ordering assistant do it. And then everything is shipped to you and you get tracking numbers for everything. Um, if you need an order, like an emergency overnight because the assistant forgot to order something, you can do that too. You're going to end up paying more for it. It's not going to be as good of a deal. But mm-hmm. yeah, it seems to work really well and 40% savings and most of our docs that I call, most of our customers, they say they don't even know what they're spending, but they know that it's saving them money. So yeah. it, it seems to work right. out pretty well. Well, it's been, you know, I remember getting into practice, it seemed like everyone would harp on this supply savings and, you know, it's kind of that target number of, hey, you know, you want to keep this below 5% or so. And, and then after a while, I, I kind of felt like, you know, is that really a good place to spend a lot of time because we're talking one or two percent or so you know was that really worth the effort but just like you said is the advantage with you know having a system down whatever kind of system somebody uses for ordering it's kind of just like going to the mall every time and finding what's on sale that's not a very repeatable organized way to do it and so with this not only is money saved but the time saved which is even more valuable often and yeah. a great system in place because otherwise systems are just kind of chasing stuff down and then you run out of things and that costs even more than the savings is if you don't have, you know, impression material or bone graft or whatever, you're uh, up the creek without a paddle because you can't address that same day treatment or whatever you're having store in your office. So, you know, that's been a big help. So what kind of things do you think, you know, if any, a lot of practices are, going through some challenges right now at this time because of, you know, the the coronavirus where I know for us is it kind of throttled our budget on a lot of aspects of the practice when we were working at, you know, maybe 50% capacity or something like that. What do you think, you know, what do you foresee as maybe challenges and some, some things that practices can do with supplies and maybe how the industry may change after we, get things back up and running in all 50 states and other countries as well. 
Yeah, I think keeping overhead low is really, really a smart way to go. And like you said, know your numbers. And, you know, in dental school, I remember a dental supply rep telling us, you should keep your supply bill below 7%. No, you mm-hmm. should keep it below 5%, you know. And yeah. signing up, so they can sign up at supplypattern.com. It's an easy, simple way to do it. And then you'll save on your supplies every month. But as a dentist, you know, I look at different ways to to be more profitable. And, you know, your biggest expense is employees. Paying your employees is by far the biggest expense. So I was a big Mm -hmm. believer in having very productive employees. I paid them well, but I didn't tolerate C's and D's. I I always wanted the best employees. I wanted them working on the things that, that really helped the practice. So to me, it doesn't make a lot of sense to have a really good dental assistant spending a ton of time ordering supplies. That's usually right. how it is. Usually your, your top assistant is the one doing the ordering. And if she's spending a lot of time on that, she's not chair-side with you making you money. So you want yeah. the ordering process to be really simple and easy. And I sat down with one of the ordering assistants in an office, and I asked her, I said, why do you like our software? What do you think about it? And she said, it's great. It's so easy. I can place an order in 20 minutes. I get all the tracking numbers. We actually build a catalog for you based on your previous orders. So we have them send in their previous invoices. So that's the stuff that comes up. So it's not confusing for them. They don't have to spend hours searching. You know, you've seen one of those Shiner Patterson catalogs that are five inches thick. You don't have to right. do that. It's just you've already got your catalog built online when you log in and so they're able to select it and then they can add things and you as the dentist, you could control it too and say, I only want this product from this manufacturer and they can select that. So the ordering process is simplified. So they're not spending too much time doing that. And I asked at a couple of our offices, the ordering assistant complained and stopped wanting to use our software. And I thought that was a big red flag. So I called them to find out why and I asked this ordering assistant what she thought, and she said, well, some assistants really like that time away from the chair. They like to take three or four hours to place the order. You know, I've got to do the ordering, doc. I can't be bothered with patients right now. So they're really milking the clock, and they and some of them really like the interaction with the rep. They like the donuts they're getting, stuff like that. So one of the things that we want to implement, you know, that you want their motivation the same as the dentist. If it was the dentist, they want the cheapest prices, absolutely, and they want the assistant to do it quickly and and get back working with patients. So what we're proposing, and we're just going to check with each dentist that signs up and make sure they're okay with this, is that we give a $25 gift card, Amazon gift card, to the ordering assistant as long as she keeps ordering the same amount of supplies as before. Just an incentive so she's using the software and saving her doctor money. So I don't know, Dr. Williams, what do you think of that? Yeah, I think that sounds great. I think definitely, you know, we've found over the years that if we align as closely as possible, you know, the team with the owner's incentives, everybody's kind of pushing in the right direction, you know. And obviously, you know, no one's ever going to be 100% on the same wavelength within the practice, you know. Uh, Everybody has their own lives and different reasons for why they work, but we find that's a lot better. Like you said, if... uh, the team members kind of like, hey, I need to do this, and that starts trumping patient care, then you know that, you know, that's a red flag because you could be doing a crown or something else at the same time. And it's much the same way I feel about 
you know, some of the digital workflows and CAD CAM. I think it's great technology, you know, but a reason we stopped using a chair-side milling unit was felt in my practice that it was taking too much time for an assistant to be pulled away. Mm -hmm. That's different in every practice because every practice has its own recipe. So it works well in some offices. But, you know, the digital workflow aspect, we love, you know, the scanning and those kind of things. But you have to have your, have to have it as a well-oiled machine, whichever way you do, whether you use polyvinyl impressions or you do chair-side CAD CAM. It's like you said, your assistant is a huge asset. You want to keep their hands moving along because that really feeds the practice and keeps things moving. So, and the thing, you know, for listeners to kind of put this in context, I think what's great of working with someone like you is you're a dentist who's been in the trenches and you know what it's like to run a practice and to work with patients because I think where a lot of reps can miss the connection is if they are not a dentist or they don't have a spouse who's a hygienist or a dentist or they've never worked in a practice or never assisted, they don't fully understand what goes into making that weld machine work and someone like you has that experience. So you can really go, hey, you know, it doesn't really matter where you get your cotton gauze from, you know, it's cotton gauze, right? You know, just find what the best value is and not buffer a bunch of price in there. I also think someone like you has also worked with DSOs, which is great too, because you know that side of the business. And, you know, a lot of DSOs get corporate pricing from some of the bigger suppliers because of how they're linked together and they have large buying power. And I know some of them even get insurance reimbursements that are higher than, you know, just the average practice that takes the insurance fee schedule for what it is. And, And there are ways around that you know, legal and ethical ways to improve that. But yeah. you understand that's the side of the, the practice growth as well. So I think that's a great advantage. Um, what else, you know, what else can you see for coming in the future? You know, dentistry is changing, lots of new things in the pipeline. What kind of things are you hearing in the industry of changes coming around the corner? Well, I talked to a good friend who's got a practice here in Utah. He's doing really well. And I had a CEREC also, just like you're talking about, and I liked it, but if you don't have enough chairs, then patients would be sitting there sucking mm-hmm. up chair time while you're trying to make the crown. And so he's kind of gone to the model. And also, in my opinion, in his opinion, zirconia is a better material than anything that you can fire chairside right there. And if mm-hmm. I'm a patient, I'd rather have zirconia or even gold, you know. So mm-hmm. um, what he does is he takes an impression digital and then he does make a zirconia crown overnight, but he's doing like 10 or 15 at a time, and he's training the assistant to do it all. So they fire for the eight hours that they need or whatever, and the patient comes back the next day and gets them done. So that's cool. a kind of a good way to do it. If you've got plenty of chairs, Sarek's not a bad way to go. Um, yeah. But if you're limited on capacity, it can really bog down your schedule. Can I give you some suggestions on ways to kind of increase profitability and lower overhead? Yeah, please. That'd be great. So first, of course, I'm a big believer in supply pattern, and I hope guys log into supplypattern.com, and I'll give you our phone number. Pull that up. Our phone number is 844-712-9177. Great. So if anybody wants to get started with that. But the other thing, you mentioned it, is how to align your employees' goals with the doctor's goals, right? So Mm -hmm. I'm a big believer in bonus systems. I did roofing when I was a kid or when I was younger, 
and I was getting paid $10 an hour to do roofing, and I would have sworn that I was working as hard as I possibly could. And then my brother-in-law, who had hired me, came in and said, I'm going to pay you $10 a square. And I thought, okay, that's, you know, no big deal. And a square is 10 feet by 10 feet. So all of a sudden, I started doing, and I was doing a square an hour. When I got paid $10 a square, I increased to two to three squares an hour. Right. I was making 20 to 30 bucks an hour, and he was happy because I was working a lot faster. But, again, I thought that I was working as hard as I possibly could. So I always did bonus systems, and when I hired people, I told them, you're going to get paid this hourly rate, but you have the potential of making another 2 to $6 an hour based on bonuses. So I like the team bonus where we'd set a daily goal. I was a big believer in same-day dentistry. So our daily goal was always at least 25% higher than what was scheduled. And so I'd say, hey, if we hit this daily goal, everybody gets a $10 bonus or, or whatever you mm-hmm. decide on. And the daily goal, the only way you could reach it was to do same-day dentistry, right? You had an emergency come in, and doing as much treatment as you can on each patient is the way to go. Patient loves it, and you love it, right? So a patient comes in and needs endo, being able to do endocornic crown that same day on that patient benefits everyone. And you got to have the capacity, you got to have the staff trained to do it, but then you can reach that daily goal as a group. And so that's, I think that's a really important thing to do. And then I like micro bonuses for each of the staff. Reward them for what you want them to do. If you want them to schedule new patients, you give them a bonus for scheduling new patients. If you want the hygienist to sell same-day dentistry, you give her a bonus, those kinds of things. So, And then keeping your overhead low, keeping your supply bill low, your lab costs, you know, negotiating prices. You mentioned DSOs. DSOs often do get lower prices with supply companies, and that's illegal. Supply companies are supposed to offer the same deals to dental groups or, or individual dentists as they do to the DSOs, and there's been lawsuits mm-hmm. filed over that. So, And that's not good you know, that's not fair business if they're giving them better deals, but we see it all the time. General dentists are paying a lot more for their supplies than a DSO is, and that's not right. So that's another reason to get away from the big supply companies that control 85% of the market right now. Another thing you can do is you can have a staff member calling insurance companies and negotiating higher fees, higher reimbursement. A lot of us Mm -hmm. don't have the time to do that or think about it, but, you know, you get a 10% increase for one of your insurance companies. That's just profit. You're already doing the treatment. You're already seeing those patients. So being able to, to negotiate those is a really smart thing. And I'll admit, I didn't do it all the time, but the times we did it, sometimes we were able to negotiate a higher fee, and it really made a difference. So those are some tips I would recommend. And, you know, as a dentist, it's tough because you're busy, but it's your business. It's not just serving patients. You need to be able to look at the business side of things. And going through this downturn with the virus, I'm sure everybody's realized how important it is to have their finances in order and have their practice profitable and and lean and doing well. So those are some tips. I don't know if that helps. That's great. Yeah. Well, I think that's great advice. And, you know, we've been encouraging dentists and practices to be working on their practice during this slow time when they can't work in it all the time because it's a great time to make these kind of adjustments like, you know, helping a team member set up an incentive system 
you know, zoom out a little bit and look at, uh, you know, the way things operate in your office, you know, what complaints patients usually have, what they really like and cater your practice to the best patients. And, you know, the challenge I'm actually running into now is now I've got projects working on the practice and then the patient demands back up working in the practice. So balancing those out, you know, adding more time for associate doctors and things to, to compensate for that. But I think for those listening who are still kind of ramping things back up or maybe are still closed, it's a great time to set up some of these systems in place so that when you hit the ground, you'll hit it running as you rev back up. So, but yeah, well, we appreciate you being on today. Dr. Campbell, great to hear from you. Lots of great ideas and thanks for sharing your contact info. Um, you want to share that one more time in case somebody wants to reach out and get in touch with you? Yeah. So supplypattern.com, you can get on there and click the free demo or our phone number's there, 844-712-9177. We'd like to get you there and get your catalog built and train your assistant how to do the ordering so that she can do it and keep saving you money every month. But thanks for having me on, Dr. Williams. Awesome. Absolutely. We'll do it again. Thanks, Dr. Campbell. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Bye-bye. For more growth tools and to unlock access to weekly practice building tips, visit yourpracticegrowth.com and subscribe to our free weekly email today.